Hello and welcome to Series 2, Episode 22 of the LDS Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, as always, and we are continuing our study uh, from January the 20th to 26th, 1st Nephi 11 to 15, armed with righteousness and with the power of God. And we are continuing with studying the section covering 1st Nephi 11, which is titled, God Sent Jesus Christ as an Expression of His Love. So yeah, we uh, started this section yesterday and we didn't quite finish it, so we're going to conclude it today. Uh, we're up to um, 1 Nephi 11, and I'm going to begin looking in verse 27. Um, we look and it says, And I looked and beheld the Redeemer of the world, of whom my father had spoken. And I also beheld the prophets who should prepare the way before him. And the Lamb of God went forth and was baptized of him. And after he was baptized, I beheld the heavens open, and the Holy Ghost come down out of heaven and abide upon him in the form of a dove. Now, if you remember, um, the angel is showing to, to Nephi the condescension of God. He has shown how uh, God himself, how the Lord of the earth, will come down and be born as a child uh, to, to the Virgin Mary, uh, and how this love represents the tree of life, uh, is synonymous with that. And then uh, he shows people falling down. And actually, I want to step back a second at verse 24. It says, And after he said these words, he said unto me, Look, and I looked, and I beheld the Son of God going forth among the children of men, and I saw many fall down at his feet and worship him. Of course, we know that those that stayed at the tree of life fell down at the tree, uh, which was an important uh, uh, parallel, if you like, to represent, again, the Saviour as the tree of life that those that didn't leave fell down before they partook of the fruit in, a, in an act of worship and reverence. And this is what people who met the Saviour did to show that worship and what reverence. Um, and then we see this, uh, him being baptised. What's interesting is that condescension means uh, how the Lord came be went below all things. Well, um, when he was baptised, he also went below many things. The, um, the lowest point on earth, as many people know, is the Dead Sea. Uh, it is, you know, a number of uh, meters below sea level. And uh, where Jesus Christ was baptized, many believe, was Almortus, A-L-A, sorry, M-A-G-H-T-E-S. Uh, and this point is fairly close to the Dead Sea itself on the Jordan River. It's about a 15-minute drive. I Google Maps it. Interestingly, if you want to drive to the, uh, to the Jordan River from where I live, it takes about two days and six hours. So there you go, if you're ever interested. So that is the clo very close to the lowest point on Earth. So not only did the Saviour spiritually descend below all things for us, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but physically he actually... <laughs> when he was baptised, descended below many things as well. Yeah, even to very close to the lowest point on earth. I just thought that was a very interesting symbol. I mean, he could have been baptised anywhere, but he was baptised there specifically uh, by, by John the Baptist. So I thought that was intriguing. And then uh, he continues on and shows the ministry of the Saviour, uh, which, of course, I'm sure Nephi would have yearned to be there at the time of the Saviour's uh, ministry. Uh, and you can imagine that Nephi has this awe, and then he goes through, and then he and then he sees how the Savior is judged to the world. And in verse thirty-three, and I Nephi saw that he was lifted up upon the cross and slain for the sins of the world, um, which was, you know, I, I'm sure a shock for him, but also 
another evidence of the love and condescension of God. Just how much he was, he was prepared to go below all things uh, for us. And just how much he endured for all of us. It was, uh, it was particularly, I'm sure, uh, astounding to him. But also, what we can learn from this is how the Saviour went to all to minister. He went to the people who were sick to minister. He, went to, he came to the earth to minister, to, right, right from where he was. Uh, in the glory of God, he came down away from that to be with us and experience that. And, and this was pointed out on the Don't Miss This podcast, which I really re- would recommend you listening to. Uh, if you just search Don't Miss This, then you'll find it. But uh, they pointed out that the Saviour even went to the criminal uh, on the cross to minister to him. You know, even in his dying hours, he, he ministered to those that were with him, next to him, uh, being crucified for their, for their misdeeds as well. Uh, and so that's, you know, a wonderful image that the Saviour will come to us. All we have to do is, is allow him to speak and, and to minister to us. Uh, finally, in verse 36... Uh, we see that uh, after the death of Christ, Nephi sees the, the, the people of the world uh, or, the, or a multitude of the earth gathering together to fight against the apostles uh, of the Lamb. And then he sees the great and spacious building, which of course represents the pride of the world. And in verse 36 it says, And it came to pass that I saw and bear record that the great and spacious building was the pride of the world, and it fell, and the fall thereof was exceedingly great, And the angel of the Lord spake unto me, again saying, Thus shall be the destruction of all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people that shall fight against the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Um, Now, of course, we we see a clear link here with the people of the world who uh, reject the Saviour and fight against the apostles. But we have to be careful that we do not end up in this great and spacious building with our pride. In April 2006, in a a talk called Instruments of the Lord's Peace, um, this was said by Albert S. Wood of the 70, uh, who who spoke about the Great and Spacious Building and what it represents to us. He said, quote, It is far too easy sometimes to fall into a spirit of mockery and cynicism in dealing with those of contrary views. We demoralise or demean so as to bring others or their ideas in contempt. It is a primary tool of those who occupy the large and spacious building that Father Lehi saw in vision. Father Lehi uh, saw in vision. Uh, Jude, the brother of Christ, warned that there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These that be they who separate themselves, sensual, not having not the spirit. Closely related to mockery is a spirit of cynicism. Cynics are disposed to find and to catch at fault. Implicitly or explicitly, they display a sneering belief, disbelief in sincerity and resistitude. Isaiah spoke of those who watch for iniquity and make a man an offender for a word, and lay a snare for him that reproveth in the gate, and turn aside the just for a thing of naught. In this regard, the Lord has counselled in latter days that we cease to find faults one with another, and above all things clothe ourselves with the bond of charity, as with a mantle which is the bond of perfectness and peace. Close quote. Uh, I think it's important to point out that, as I may have mentioned before, the great and spacious building, yes, does represent the pride of the world, uh, but also we can easily find ourselves falling into the trap of being part of that great and spacious building. As we find um, mock, as we mock, or as we are cynical of others, 
And, you know, I, I certainly have been that um, a number of times in my life. And this can come in the church. I, and again, I can't remember if I mentioned this talk, but uh, President Boy, uh, Elder Boyd K. Packer spoke about the Great and Spacious Building. And he spoke about how even the Great and Spacious Building is present within the church rather than just outside it. People who are of that building. And so we need to be careful that we are not those people who have this pride or mock uh, others within the church because we, we can find that we are part of that prideful group and then that fall will be great uh, for us. Uh, yeah, so that's the study today. Uh, lots of things within that one chapter alone and we've got you know a number, another three to go. So I'm sure we'll find plenty to talk about. If there's anything that you've been studying, I'd love to hear it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter. Uh, or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening, and until we meet again.